Okay, girls, we're back. Um, we were chatting about, in, in our small group, about how we have two choices when we're dealing with um, what comes out of our mouth. And when we have lived a life that's uninterrupted by Jesus Christ, we tend to be reactive or use our knee-jerk reaction to things, right? And please be aware that when we are doing that, we are functioning from strictly our sin nature, which is not good, right? We are learning, oh no, that is the last thing I want to be, is someone who's, who's reacting from my sin nature, and it's never good. Let me think. Has there ever been a time when my sin nature has produced anything good? No. Now, when I was in graduate school, they taught us about the alternative, which is to be the reflective responder. And we girls were just talking about the importance of your powder room off of the kitchen, which most powder rooms are. And when you are feeling like frogs and toads want to come out of your mouth, our job is to catch it. And maybe this is one of the things that are on your list that you're praying about every morning. You have a tendency to shoot from the hip. All you have to write down is shoot from the hip, and you know you, this is what you're praying against. And I want to become a reflective responder. And so I've wanted to have a frog and toad come out of my mouth, and it's with my husband, and I catch it, and I don't say it, because I've prayed about it in the morning, and the Holy Spirit helped me to see it. Now, my job is to perhaps go into the powder room and sit on the john for about five minutes and reboot with my Lord. Lord, do you want me to say this? Do you want me to say this now? What words would you like me to be using? And he may want you to wait until later, till things settle down. He may want you to speak right then. But during that five-minute hiatus, he's going to give you a good sense of how you should, reflecting on your Lord, continue on to respond. It's going to change absolutely everything. Now, the way that I put this in my list, because I have this every day in my list, is like this, RR. Reflective responder, Candy, that is who I'm to be today. Help me, Lord God, to be a reflective responder. I love the way that Pam spoke of how we need to speak out of a heart that is saturated with my Lord and how he thinks. We want to become someone who knows how our God thinks and what matters to him and more and more, because we're saturating ourselves morning and at four o'clock or so in the afternoon, we know what he wants. And it becomes second nature to us because we are tenaciously going over our issues to be dealt with each morning. Now, you know, there's this cute little saying, which I just love. And it's at the bottom of your um, handout. What I do 
reveals more about what I really believe about God than anything I say about what I believe. So we could say actions speak louder than words, okay? We could say that, but I love the way that that statement comes there because I could speak all of the best words in the whole world, but if my heart is not saturated with my Lord, look out, it will not, it will not be cohesive and it will not fit, will it? Okay, has anybody had a laboratory experience this week, good, bad, or ugly, that they'd be willing to share with us? Um, I had some snow tires that no longer work for my current car that I've been trying to sell, and I recently sold them. And I was telling the gals in my group that I am a spender, and my husband is a saver. Oh boy. Money. And so I had sold the tires, and my immediate thought was, I can't wait to go to TJ Maxx. I can't wait to go to this store. And I just caught myself and said, you know what? I'm just going to give this money to my husband to put into our checking account, and there's nothing that I need, and I don't need to spend this money. And so I put it on his nightstand, and I said, you know, hey, babe, I sold the tires. Here's the money. Do you want to you know, put that in our checking account? And a couple minutes later, he came out. I was in the kitchen, and he handed it back to me. And he said, you should go get yourself a manicure and a pedicure. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. <laughs> you know, we've talked about it before. In, in many ways, our husbands are someone that we don't even know yet. Because as we are getting out of the way and becoming interrupted by Jesus Christ and we're becoming this other person and we're leaving behind our hurts. Very critical. We got to leave behind our hurts and let God deal with those issues. We take the deepest needs of our hearts, right? And we put it in God's vest pocket over his heart so that he will take care of them in due time. And we don't have any attitude of expectation on it. Now, you know, and your Lord knows, as well as you do, how much you enjoy the opportunity to do some shopping. You're a shopper. God made you that way. But look what you did. You, you put it back on the back burner. You honored your husband. And look how the Holy Spirit moved in your husband's heart to give it back to you, which was totally a surprise. Mm -hmm. Has anyone else had an opportunity to experience a lovely surprise as you have been learning to be more and more who God's calling you to be? A nice surprise from your husband. I've been a little bit surprised at how much he has said thank you ah. for stuff I've been doing for a very long time, you know, like cooking dinner or cleaning up and you know, I've been practicing the gratitude prompt that's extra under week one and I've been emailing him a few times a week and like that has been so meaningful to him way beyond I ever like any of my expectations or thoughts I just thought well this is a good idea I should do it and, <laughs> and it's what's happening is it's kind of bouncing back 
in, in a different way with some of his words, and it makes, like, wow, it doesn't make me feel, like, just warm on the inside towards him. So it's this upward spiral. Upward spiral. Yep. We talked about this early on uh, in, the whole, in the whole program, how um, we don't even begin to know how God's going to honor our obedience to him. But he always does. He loves to. And if we get stuck in our hurt and our resentments, then we are paralyzed by them. Because once again, if you think about it, Satan is all about shame, regret, guilt, and condemnation. And he's always trying to go after us in those realms so that he can keep us in a hamster wheel of nothing <laughs> valuable taking place. Whereas Jesus Christ over on this side of the, if that's what Satan is on this side, we have Jesus Christ. And in the first place, all of those things, guilt, shame, regret, and condemnation, are covered by his blood. And we have the opportunity to live today, the future, and eternity with him, becoming this other person <laughs> than what I would be uninterrupted by him. It's as simple as that. And so we can leave so much crud behind us because we have so much to go forward with with him. And then he just wants to bless our socks off. And you can be sure he's going to do it in the ways that mean the most to you personally. So it's a very individual experience. Lovely. Very, very nice. Who else has had an experience this week? Good, bad, or ugly? As I was preparing, I'm like, okay, God always gives us things. John and I get to go through the before <laughs> right? Sometimes we do this on it. So earlier in the week, I got really mad about something. And so I was trying to remember what it was because I couldn't remember. But what happened was I was like, you know, I need to go talk with God before I even talk to John about it. But he knew that I was upset. So he sought me out kindly and he tried to get me to talk about it. And I'm like, tell him a little bit. I'm like, I really need to talk with God. And he kind of, and then he starts escalating and he starts reacting. And I finally had to go, you're reacting. That's why we can't talk about it right now. Cause I'm right. Okay. So last night I'm, and was the time right? Well, last night I'm like, okay, remember that? And da 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 da. And he's like, oh yeah. I'm like, what was it about? <laughs> Neither one of us and can remember what had us riled. He did something and I got hurt, or probably, but it probably wasn't anything bad, right? Whatever it was, by waiting on God, he removed it. He removed it from both of our memories. That's what's amazing. So it's not like John and I don't get into stuff. We actually get into stuff all the time, but we never remember it because God covers it. 
Yes, he does. He absolutely does. Do you remember when I told you about the three things that were, I guess, seven or eight years ago that, that were really bugging me that I could not resolve with Stan? I had tried everything, and I was spending way too much time trying to figure out how to get Stan to get these three things. Well, notice I have to say the three things. I don't remember what they were. <laughs> But I finally was so distressed that I placed it before the Holy Spirit and said, you're the only one who can fix these things. What do you want me to dwell on? And guess what the Holy Spirit said to me? Go love your husband. And I went, oh, well, I can do that. And then I trotted off and, and I loved my husband. And... I prayed for maybe two or three months about those three things, and then I stopped praying about them. A year goes by, and it, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was the one who brought it to my remembrance. Hey, Candy, what about those three things? And I said, yeah, what about those three things? And I, I could, well, they're, they're gone. I did what God was calling me to be, which was to love my husband. And I've mentioned this to you more than once. I left my husband's issues for the Holy Spirit to deal with. As I took responsibility for what he was calling me to be to my husband. And within a year, those deeply entrenched three behaviors were gone. And in the case of Ed, with his rage problem in marriage number one, I think that it was probably maybe about six months that I was practicing loving my husband when the Holy Spirit got his attention about his rage problem. I don't think there's a word I should say right now that could add to that. But this is how God works. That's why I say we don't even begin to know. Because each of you have husbands with some things that need to grow up and mature, probably plenty, because you're in the process of growing up and maturing. And so he's going to have plenty too. And it's as I grow up and mature, which is what we're talking about, that then God has so much to bless. And he makes it easier and easier for me to take on the issues with my husband. And even down to an intractable one that seems an impossibility. Once we've gotten to that maybe six-month mark where we're really a well-oiled machine in our walk with the Lord in relation to my marriage to my husband, then we go to that last page in Lesson 8 where it has the resistant to to um, character boundaries, which is a, such a crazy term, but it's dealing with, with uh, stubborn, big problems in our husband. We earn the right, after that well-oiled machinedness, we earn the right to then work on that list. And do you think that it's likely that your husband is probably going to respond to that? I'd be ready to bet 99% of the time. But we want him to respond to these things now, and we have to earn the right to get there by becoming who God's calling us to be. It really does work that way. Have you noticed 
there have been a couple of times in your handouts where there have been sheets that have been completely ignored. Have you noticed that? Yes. Okay. Now, the reason that has happened is because we produced our handouts eons ago, and then I've had the fun of having Pam teaching the lesson, and I give her total freedom to take off and go where the Holy Spirit leads her, and sometimes it leads her away from a sheet or two that are in your... So, when, so don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And um, I don't know, maybe someday we'll get a handle on that. But I don't think it's the most important thing. What's that? I think it's God-given. That's right. So, yeah. the way it needs to go. That's right. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Um, we better stop. Uh, any questions? Can I pray for you? Father God, you must be tickled pink with the way that your girls in this room are experiencing you in new and deeper and richer ways. The way that you, the whole way that you went to the cross so that we could get to experience you deeply and richly. And it mattered that much to you to go to the cross for us. And it mattered that much to you that we would get to experience you this way, Lord. Help us to just jump in with both feet more and more and more because we want all that you want to give to us. And we know you do too. And so I pray your blessing on every one of our gals today and over this coming two-week period with Thanksgiving in the midst of it all. And that you will bless every one of us with your incredible presence, more deeply and richly than ever, I pray. In Jesus' most wonderful name, amen. Have a great Thanksgiving.